You're listening to Moms Out Loud. You're tired? Tell me how you're tired. <laughs> what am Maybe I we should fill right? people in. Look at this baby. Do a spit. Do a spit. I feel way from the offer. It's fine. It's fine. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Hello. Hello, hello. <laughs> so, uh, we are back and I'm excited. I'm just excited still about our jingle, so. Yes, we love it. We love it so much. Why don't you tell us what you've been up to? Well, yesterday we had Eric's birthday party. I created like an Indiana Jones, what would you call it? Oh, a treasure hunt. Like a scavenger hunt. Oh, yeah, treasure hunt. A scavenger hunt, yeah. Which one would you call it? It was clues and a treasure map, so a treasure hunt, right? Yeah, definitely. So... We had a lot of fun. It tired me out, though, because right before it started, I had to run around. And I think it was like over a mile. I ran around dropping all the clues. I was actually (laughs) going to ask you that. Like, I was watching your Instagram stories of like where all the different clues were. And I was like, how? Like, where are these places? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So it's this campground we live at. um, And it's just this big he has this big property so I went basically throughout the whole property dropping different clues and we walk it a lot Eric knew like when I would say oh your next clue is in the hollow tree it would take him a minute but once he would start walking he'd be like oh yeah we've played it we've played there before you know yeah get there but yeah I had to walk the whole thing and just drop everything and then I would come I came back and I was like Oh, Eric, you got this letter from from somebody. It has your name on it, but I was like out of breath. <laughs> You're like winded. You should have like borrowed his new bike, just like rode the bike around the campground. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it looked like so much fun. Like such a creative thing to do for his birthday. I bet he freaking loved it. Yeah, we did. We did. That's awesome. What have you been up to? So, um, Roland was sick for two days this week. It was like teething and a fever and just like utter unhappiness. <laughs> like oh, I no. felt so bad. It was, it was so hard because I tried like everything in the world I could think to like make him happy. All his favorite things, like nothing would make him happy. Um, I finally went to the Wegmans one night like I was just like fed up I was giving him like everything I had but I only have like homeopathy like mixes for children like cold tablets Mm -hmm. and my friend was like hey like I highly recommend getting like single homeopathy pellets versus blends because they work better and you can make your own blends so I like put him in the car we went to Wegmans I got belladonna and chamomilla i believe because belladonna is for like fevers and chamomilla is for like fevers that have to do with teething and like fussiness okay. so i gave him two doses of chamomilla one at the store one like right before bed because you can give up to three doses in a day and okay. the next morning he was a brand new child like literally wow. a brand new child like so happy and pleasant and i was able to clean like basically my whole house top to bottom like deep clean because it really needed to be done and I just felt like so joyful (laughs) like so joyful to be able to do stuff after he 
had those like really rough days and I was even able to like work out and shower during his nap and like edit the rest of a wedding I was working on and do like tons of stuff during this nap time. Oh, I even waxed my armpits. Like I did so much stuff. He had had a two hour nap, which is like a game changer. And I just got so much stuff done. And then we just like went outside and played and had lunch when he woke up. And I was just like, almost like in tears, like, saying praises because it was such a good like day and I got so much done and he was so happy and I felt so much like weight lifted off of me from like just him being better (laughs) yeah Uh, and then today like I woke up and my house is so clean and I'm just so happy and I made I like baked I don't really bake but I like made breakfast and I had some zucchinis that needed used up so I made these like kid-friendly chocolate chip zucchini muffins with like no gluten no dairy no sugar other than like the chocolate chips um so that Rolly could have them and like they're okay because they don't have any fun stuff in them but they're perfect for him and I like texted a picture to Luke and I was like who am I like I I just (laughs) made muffins and it's not even 9 a.m is like is this what it's like if I sleep and like have time to shower and like work out and I feel good like I can do stuff yeah so you you know I'm not like very motivated like you so when it comes (laughs) around I am like literally like crying with happiness that I'm able to get so much stuff done and I feel very accomplished yeah (laughs) oh yeah that's so good well I'm just glad I'm just so glad that you had such a good day because I just I know we tried to record the other day and it just was not working out. And Roland was just so unhappy. So, and you were just yeah. tired. You were so tired. And I was so unhappy. Yeah. It, it was yeah. hard because it was like two full days of just like using every bit of patience with him and just like trying to be really calm and understanding, but also feeling like defeated because I could not make him happy. And it, it's also just really sad. Like he really wanted to nurse, but as soon as he would start nursing, he would like pull off and like start screaming and flailing like it hurt so bad for him to even nurse and I was just like at a loss and so I was just very worn down but thankfully like I was literally like using oils and like praying out loud and like doing everything I could think of we were doing like Epsom salt and Bennonite clay baths we were playing outside because sunshine is always good for a cold I was giving him like Highland's cold tablets but getting those single homeopathies as opposed to the pellets as opposed to the blends like was a game changer because I was able to directly treat his symptoms with that and I was just so thankful that's so cool I hope that helps people too listening it helps moms Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, so like I am so thankful to have friends that encourage me to use like homeopathy over traditional medicines because I can like directly treat the symptom versus just giving him like one cure all. And I a friend of mine like messaged me and was like, hey, like what are his symptoms? And she was like, here, like, like look into this, this and this because one of these sounds similar to maybe like what he has and you can decide from there. So I literally just got like two just in case that it went on for days and I wanted to change what um, homeopathy I used. But you can get those little, like little tubes of homeopathy pellets generally at like any grocery store that carries like crunchy stuff. So I was able to get it at Wegmans. That's my only like crunchy-ish grocery store here, which is like not that crunchy at all. Um, 
But I highly recommend, yeah, using homeopathy. It's the most natural form of medicine other than using like herbs. So yeah, it's what people used before we had Tylenol. <laughs> yeah. So I love um, it. I, yeah, love I highly it. recommend it. And a really good website, actually. I don't know if it matters if I like shout it out on here, but it's called, I want to say it's called Joan Calabrese. Oh, I'm totally saying it wrong. So maybe I'll cut this part out, but okay. Yeah. Anyways, look into it. It's, it's a game changer. I think when you're able to match the symptoms to what it is. Oh, it's Joette Calabrese, like J O E T T E Calabrese. So oh, cool. she is an awesome website for finding, um, which homeopathy will best meet your symptoms. So anyways, cool. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And also my mom is coming down this weekend. She's actually coming down today and she's going to watch Roland for Luke and I on Saturday. So we can have like a big birthday date for me and we're going to go out to dinner. And then he got his tickets to a play and I'm just like so excited to have like a date, like a real date with my husband. Yeah. Like I don't ever get to just like go out with him, like without the kids or kid out the child. Um, so like having like a real date where we're not just like having a date in air quotes with Roland present is like so exciting. Yeah. That's so exciting. Which totally reminded me too. Our anniversaries are coming up. Mine is coming up at the end of this month and yours is coming up. Yeah. September. In September. Which is exciting. Okay. So. Do you want to hop into today's topic? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So this week we are talking about how to really help a new mom. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of things that we could do wrong <laughs> in trying to help a new mom. So we wanted to put together a list for everybody to kind of you know open. Open people's minds up to, even when, if you are a mom helping another mom, these are kind of our little points on how to really help somebody. So, yeah. And so first things first, obviously get your heart right. Think about why you're doing this and what are you going to offer to help? Like, or why are you offering help? Whoops. (laughs) (laughs) figure out why you're offering to go help and why you're doing it yes because there's so many times that you could just be doing it because you want to go see the baby and you want to go hold new baby and newsflash that's you that's like your own personal gain going over and holding baby. So you really have to have other reasons to be going over to a new baby's house than just doing that. Yeah. I, uh, so I'm just going to also warn you guys, this is something I personally feel very passionate about. So I'm sorry if I get harsh and I totally might offend some people. And just keep in mind, I'm also calling myself out when it comes to this stuff. So it can keep me in check when my friends have babies so that I remember that it's not just about the baby. It's truly, truly about the mother that just gave birth um, alongside of the new baby. And uh, I guess I just want to say, if I hurt your feelings, I'm sorry. But also, it might be a little bit of a good thing 
to get you thinking about things a little differently. So just wanted to preface that. <laughs> Same. Rachel's apology holds for me as well. So. <laughs> yeah. And obviously, like, we come at this as mothers. And so, but, okay, we come into this as mothers, but also in somewhat like somewhat specific types of mothers, we tend to be a little bit more private. We tend to be a little bit more, I guess, like naturally minded. So there might be some moms out there who totally don't agree with some of this stuff. Like they have a baby and they don't care about like the stuff we're going to say. They might not agree with it, which is fine. But having you be aware of these things helps you to be a more thoughtful friend because then you can be like, hey, are you actually okay with this, etc. So anyways, right. let's just get into it. Yeah. I just kind of wanted to say like, this is not like a true list for every single person. So keep that in mind. But I would always err on the side of caution and be respectful of people's privacy and their wants and needs. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. You don't know every, you don't know what the other person is thinking. So asking is always the respectful kind thing to do anyway. Yeah. So so we're going to start with the list of don'ts, um, so that way we can end <laughs> on a lighter note with the do's. Um. <laughs> yeah. So do you want to uh, read the first one? Yeah. So do not invite yourself over. And then <laughs> with that included, do not bring your kids. If you are, if like the mom says you're okay to come over, even if you invited yourself, um, don't don't bring your kids along. So this is so funny to me because I had people. So keep in mind, I told everybody, I don't want anybody visiting me at the hospital or at my home. Right. Initially, like right after I have the baby, I want that to be like a very special time for just like me and my baby and my husband to enjoy together. And I totally still had people texting my husband after I had the baby being like, oh, can we stop by the hospital? And I was like, that's hilarious. Tell them no. Yeah. <laughs> because I don't know why they even have the audacity when I literally directly told them I do not want anybody visiting the hospital. So everybody gets really excited about babies, which is like so nice and like awesome that they love babies. But that doesn't always mean that the mom who just went through like a very intense, sometimes traumatic experience needs people in their face taking their baby out of their arms, you know? Yeah, yeah, Let, let's just, yeah, let's look at the situation. I am probably half-dressed trying to nurse a new baby. Um, my boobs out. I am also wearing a diaper, okay? So this is like, this is not new. Every woman wears a diaper, like we're bleeding still, okay? So this isn't a place that we need someone to come in. We have to get presentable for you. We have to put on our smile. We have to let you hold the baby. And then it's just, it becomes this hectic situation. And so if we didn't invite you over, don't ask. Right? Agreed. So. Agreed. <laughs> That's like the biggest thing is, honestly, in my opinion, you shouldn't be asking. <laughs> because if I wanted right. you there, you'd know. Right. And that's well, and just I me. <clears throat> but... Well, and I've had, you know, I've had, and see, that I don't want to say this mean because I've had the kindest women bring me meals. I've had the kindest women reaching out to see if they could come over and they had the best intentions. And that's why we say it's like a heart issue. So 
women that have invited themselves over just purely to bring me some food, you know? Um, but then there have been other people that, you know, just want to see the baby and then they're bringing their kids as well. And what you have to realize, it's like, even though we're friends and I love you and I love your children and I love the situation in and of itself, the new baby and having germs around new baby too, it's like, please just leave your kids at home. So if I say, yeah, you can come. I didn't really expect for you and all the other germs to come with you, you know? So not that well, your yeah, kid is a germ, is a germ but really I have kids, the baby, they're germs. And then, well, <laughs> and the thing, well, yeah. So people don't realize like how long you can be carrying stuff without people even realizing or without you having symptoms. So you could like get the baby sick and then like the kids want to hold the baby and then they want to like cough on the baby's face or touch the baby's face. Why does everybody need to touch baby's faces? Right. Like if I see you trying to kiss my baby's face, (laughs) I'm going to look at you horrified. I might not necessarily say something, but I will, you'll see from my face. Right. Because until that child's old enough, I've had, like, strangers do weird stuff like that. Like, try oh, yeah. and kiss my baby's face. Oh, yeah. I had a stranger put their fingers in Roland's mouth. Oh, no. <laughs> Not no. joking. Don't say he that. Was older, he was older at that point, but I was disgusted. Right. And I could not – like, I was just, like, so taken aback. I couldn't even cover it up, but I was just, like – the balls on you, lady. Yeah. Get your hands out of my kid's mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Disgusting. Oh, yeah. Man. Okay. I think we we beat that one. Yeah, we did. Well. we did. We <laughs> did. Uh, anyways, don't make the visit about you, aka she doesn't care about your recent drama. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so this isn't true to everybody. Some people will be like, oh my goodness, thank goodness you brought your drama. I have been kept away from the world. Which is right. fine if, you, like, you're one of those people and she asks, like, so what's new? Anything, like, crazy happening? Then she probably does want to know. Right. But if I'm just, like, literally basking in the glory of my fresh child and you come in, you just want to, like, talk my ear off about who's this and that and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, whoa, this is my bubble of happiness. Why right. are you coming here to burst it? <laughs> I think, I think definitely personality wise, because I don't think I would be so irritated about this one, but I also think it has to do with who your friends are, because I think I could see that, see that more happening with my first child where it's like, wow, I'm a mom now. This is like such a huge change. Um, but then now when I had my second and third, I was just friends with mom friends. So when they would bring their drama, it was more of like mom drama and I kind of felt more welcoming to it versus if I had friends coming with me with a drama that wasn't mom related, I'd be like, why are we talking about this? Like, I have a kid. I just had a kid. No, exactly. So. And that's kind of what I mean. Like, I feel really weird saying this because... I ha- some of my closest friends are like young and dating or whatever because right. I'm young. Right. But sometimes it's hard. Like I'll have a super hard just day, like with Roland or whatever, and people will come to me with this, you know, 
non-mom drama, which is fine. I love being able to be available for my friends, but I truly wish sometimes they would ask if I have the mental space for it first. Right. Because I will be like on the verge of like tears because of my day. And then I have people being like, this boy I used to date right. uh, message me and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, right. uh, I don't care. A- and it's yeah. not that I couldn't care about it tomorrow. Because maybe I will, like, if I'm having more mental space for it and I've had a better day. I just feel like there's definitely a difference between friendships and different places of life. Right, Um, right. And I'm I'm trying to tread lightly here because I don't want any of my friends to listen and think I'm saying, like, don't come to me with your stuff. Like, oh, my gosh, please. Like, I wouldn't be your friend if I didn't want to be part of your life and be part of your stuff. But not right after I have a baby. (laughs) Exactly. That's when it's like more specific. If it's like, oh, you want to hear something funny that my kid did, like, because I can relate to that more, you know? Right. Versus like, I don't know. I I hate saying like single people stuff because... Um, well, just read the vibe. I mean, I know. So you, when when you get your heart right, visiting a new mom and a new baby, she invites you over. You're there. Just make sure that you're you're there and you're listening and that you're, I don't know, you just read the vibe. It's like, okay, what does mom want to talk about? If mom's not saying anything, can I ask her about this or ask her about that? You don't instantly, just because there's no conversation, there's like a conversation lull, that that, that doesn't mean you have to throw in whatever's happening, you know, after such a traumatic, because birth is a traumatic event. You know, just pretend your friend just got in a car accident or something. You wouldn't go right to their bedside and start talking about their boy, your boy drama, you know? So, yes, just exactly, read, read exactly. the atmosphere. I think it's read, read the vibes, like you said, yeah. read the room. And I think that's actually the best way to put it because, like, I'm, I'm speaking from my experience of having a single child. Maybe after my second child... I'll be like, holy cow, like, please someone share some juicy gossip. I am just bedridden and I want to feel like I'm connected to the outside world. Right. You know, but read the vibes of the room, like see how your friends lead in the conversation. If they're not, if they look like they are literally like spaced out because they're so tired and stressed and like overwhelmed, like keep it light. You know what I mean? Right. But... Yeah. Thankfully, keep it light. Yeah, that would. Generally speaking, your closest friends like should know how to read your vibes and should know what you need. Not always, of course. Like, obviously, be able to communicate your actual needs, but not everybody's good at that. So, right, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, when in doubt, just ask another question. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) All right. So hold. Okay, so do not hold baby unless she's taking a shower or asks you to hold the baby. So, I love this this one. this is so weird because, I don't know, you go first, you go first. Well, I love this one. Okay, so as an LC, I go into so many different people's houses and see so many babies. Like, babies and boobs, that's like my job. So... (laughs) I could, yeah, I could go into all these houses and the moms offer like, oh, did you want to hold baby? Because that's just kind of when you have guests, that's your instinct to just offer because that's what people usually expect. Like, oh, I'm here to hold the baby. 
But no, yeah, that's not right. my purpose of visiting. My purpose of visiting is to help you. Do you want me to hold the baby? You know, and I and so like for I want to say the last five years, five six years, that's kind of been my mentality. It's like no, I'm not here for that. I'm here to watch you and baby together, answer any questions you need to, ask you questions, listen to you. My point of being here, even though I would love to hold a baby, is to watch you hold your baby. You know, and that's why I have my own babies. Like you said before in the episode, I had babies to hold my babies, and that's why I hold my babies so much because they're mine. Those babies aren't my babies, you know. And those moms want to hold hold their babies. <laughs> so, no, agreed. And I'm trying to remember if you ended up holding Roland or not when you first came over to help me as an LC because I remember being like do you want to hold him because like you said it's just like instinct to say that because that's like the social norm here versus that's not the social norm in a lot of places because newly birthed babies and the mothers are very respected in some cultures where it's like very personal like bonding time where the baby doesn't need to be held by other people and like smelling everybody in the world right when they're three days old right. um but I remember offering and you being like no I'm not here to hold yeah <laughs> hold him and not in a mean way but you were like this isn't that sort of visit I'm here to help you which I thought that was so cool to be honest because yes. most people like you said come for themselves they come to hold a new baby and this is kind of weird for me to talk about because I don't love babies most women love babies right I could care less about a a fresh baby yeah they're cute they're squishy but I never ask to hold people's babies because they just don't do it for me I I like older kids more a little bit Um, obviously my own children I'm obsessed with or child and I will be obsessed with my future children I don't know I guess that was just like something that was so different and kind of cool for you to almost refuse it because I was like okay cool like I don't have to share my baby during the little moments of time when they're calm and happy because that's what ended up happening is most of the time people come they want to hold your baby oh it's cute it's nice it's laying quietly it's sleeping it's cozy as soon as the baby's upset Facebook Just so you know, they take pictures for Facebook. Okay, continue. And then as soon as baby's fussy or crying, they're like, oh, here, mom, now you can have it. And it's like, okay, cool. So I only get unhappy baby. I never get happy, sweet, cuddle baby because everybody else wants that. And if anything, you hold it while it's crying so I can get the nice cuddles. You know what I mean? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I hear you. Everybody will feel differently about this, but I actually, I watch a ton of home birth, YouTube videos and stuff like that. And a lot of people say that they don't let people hold their babies. Yeah. And I think that's so cool. <laughs> like I, yeah. I know people won't like that. And obviously my mom can hold the baby. But generally speaking for like at least the first month, I don't really have visitors other than immediate family. And when I say immediate, I mean like parents, maybe right. grandparents, right? but parents. And then after, you know, the first month or so, more people can trickle in. But I remember I wore, we went to church a week after Roland was born and I wore him in a ring sling that you had given me Mm -hmm. purposely so that no one could ask to hold it. (laughs) Right. Exactly. And and I uh, felt a little bad because like, I know that's not what people expect and everybody was trying to peek at him, but I'm like, don't breathe near him. Don't even look at him. Right. Get your gross coughs away. Everybody, 
you become so aware of coughing. Um, right, you do, yes. Yeah, but it's like I just held this baby for nine months inside of my body. I finally get to meet them, and I had to labor to meet them. Yeah. And I want to hold them. Yeah. Obviously, dad can hold them a ton too because your spouse, your birthing partner – is able to help bring them into the world as your support partner and help you be able to nap and shower. But I don't want Joe Schmo that I see once a week at church coming to my house to hold my baby. Right. Like, I'm sorry. I don't I don't care if I love Joe Schmo and he's over at Thanksgiving. I don't want him there a week after birth. I just don't. Right. So I know yeah. a lot of people will disagree with this, but be mindful of that and I love when people are just like, hey, I'm coming to drop you something off. And then they drop it off, they say hi, and then they leave. Right. That's the best. Yeah. Well, so. yeah. And let me just say a little bit, too, from what you were saying before. Um, the minute the minute you start feeling like you're a cow, which is kind of what I would get frustrated about, when when people are just holding baby when they're happy and then I'm holding baby when they're cranky, I'm a cow. You know, I'm just feeding him. That's all I'm here I'm holding him to feed him and then passing him away. So the minute you start feeling that way, it is okay to say no. Yeah. It's just okay to say no and don't feel bad about that. Yeah. And oh, one of the biggest things I haven't mentioned yet is we're talking about all these things because I think a lot of women struggle with being an advocate for themselves. And we just want to encourage you that it's okay to advocate for yourself, especially in such a beautiful, intimate, joyful time as when you have your baby, you know? So don't be afraid to be your own advocate. Don't be afraid to say no. Some people might initially be taken aback, but if they honestly think about it and realize they're probably being selfish and not thinking about your wants or needs. Yeah. And don't feel bad about standing up for yourself. I think that's the coolest thing moms can do. You're so powerful. Stand up for yourself, you know? So uh, we just want to be able to talk about this because we want to be able to advocate for you, those of you who are timid and so kind and just are a little bit less likely to say no. We want to encourage you to say no. Exactly. (laughs) It's okay to say no. Yeah. And and I'm one of those that it took me a little bit because I, I have a hard time saying no. I've definitely gotten better. Just the more experience because I kind of felt bad. I was like, oh, I can't say no. Like I just felt bad. And then I realized and I said, I'm not going to feel bad because they're not feeling bad about stepping on my toes. So I'm going to be yeah. OK with stepping on their toes because I'm not going to get this time back. I hope I don't hurt anyone's feelings or people listening to this think that I'm talking about them. This is kind of generalized information, but I do have some experience with it. And I think I've had a lot of people come and help me with that have the biggest hearts and I love them to death. Yeah. But really just had a poor time reading the situation. And that was all that it was. And I think if I had just spoken up and that was my fault, if if I had just spoken up, been a little bit more confrontational, then everything would have been okay, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. And it's crazy because honestly, most, at least first time moms, they are not very good at advocating for themselves. I was fortunate that I was surrounded by these women who had like 
most of you guys had given home births, like successful home births, and were just so strong and powerful in my eyes that I had these women being like, I did this, this is how I did it, how I wanted it, and I made it my own, and I made it happen. And so I went into it basically with this army of strong women who advocated for themselves, maybe not after their first birth, but after multiple births, teaching me as a first-time mom, this is your experience and you are the one who holds the power in your hands to make it how you want it to be. And so I went into this feeling so empowered, being like, try and stop me because this is my birth, my experience. And it's gonna, I'm gonna shape it to exactly how I want it to be. And I did. And I'm so thankful for you and Monique and Mm -hmm. just multiple other people who were just like, this is one of the best experiences of your life if you take power and make it how you want it to be. So I know not everybody's so fortunate to have such strong people encourage them from the get go, but I could just cry like thinking about how empowering how all of your guys' stories were. So I'm very thankful for that. Like, so, so thankful. That was amazing. Well, side note, too. That's just more your personality, I think, as well. I mean, I met your mom. So your mom is just a... She's... How do I say this? She's like a force to be reckoned with. You know, it's like when I met her, (laughs) when I met her, I was like, man, I'm a little bit intimidated, but I don't know why. And so I loved that about her, though. And so I'm like, oh, now I know why Rachel's the way that Rachel is. (laughs) You know, that so she, I you're love just strong. That. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody, like most of my friends who first meet my mom are scared of her. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it's so funny, so funny to me because my mom is like one of my best friends and she is not scary to me at all. But I do see why others find her intimidating. But oh my gosh, praise the Lord that I was raised by that woman alongside of my father and my stepmother because they gave me all such wonderful, just like traits of strength and independence and also kindness right because they're also different but that part of me that came from my mom she's the reason I can be okay with standing up for myself and saying no so you're right it's totally it's a personality thing obviously if you're raised really strong and independent or if you're raised to be very timid and thoughtful and kind (laughs) you're gonna handle situations differently I'm not saying I can't be thoughtful and kind but at the end of the day I'm okay with saying no because I was raised to be okay with it versus yeah. if you're not you're raised look, that You're way, looking out for yourself harder. and your family. and But I think that that's good because I think always meeting in the middle, like I've always been a little bit more timid. And so I've always been working towards that middle. Yeah. And I know it, like we talk a lot and you're like, oh, you know, I know that you're trying to get to the middle, you know, in certain situations being kind, you know, and yeah. I think that's just the goal for everybody. It's like wherever you're at, kind of just being, I mean, I would say as being more like Jesus, you know, like how would Jesus handle this situation? And usually it's somewhere in the middle of how we would have handled it, you know? No, definitely. And I think just, yeah, I I don't know. I could go on and on. Off on a tangent, but. Yeah. So the next one is offer unsolicited advice. I'm trying to think. I don't know. I've had my baby so long ago, so I get what so, what this one is, but I don't think of a specific instance where I was like, well, that was annoying. You know? So I'm pretty lucky with this one, too, because generally the people who were around me knew me. I'm not usually the type of person that people just want to offer unsolicited advice to if they know me. 
Right. Because it's not, it's not that I won't receive it well, but I'm also going to be like, um, thank you, but I'm going to do what I think is best for my child. <laughs> you right, know? right. And I have no problem like saying that outright to people. Um, so luckily I haven't encountered that much. Although I'm trying to think of the most recent thing that bothered me is I was in Walmart. Okay. Yeah. And I was trying to get literally dry shampoo and get the heck out of there. And Roland was just like not having an awesome day. And he didn't want to sit in the bucket like or in the seat part. Yeah. So I let him be in the bucket of the cart. Yeah. And obviously that's not super safe, but I'm just in and out. I'm watching him the whole time. I'm with the cart because I'm just getting one thing. And I have headphones on, which I always have headphones on when I'm shopping because everybody likes to talk to me because of Roland, which is like very nice. (laughs) But also if I'm on a mission, I don't want to tell my life story to 13 strangers. So I'm wearing headphones and I can hear people. Okay. Because I am just using headphones as a deterrent. Right. But a woman is looking at me and she's like, that's not safe. That's not smart. You need to get him out of there. And I'm ignoring her because I have headphones on. So she doesn't know that I can even hear her. Right. And I just like say like, excuse me. And I try and get the dry shampoo behind her. I get it. And she keeps like shaking her head at me and being like, that's like, you're making a bad decision (laughs) or whatever. And I just walk away. I don't acknowledge that she said it at all or anything. And you know what? She's right. Like she was totally right. But I don't know her from Adam. Yeah. (laughs) And I wasn't there to say, excuse me, stranger woman, please tell me how I'm endangering my child further because I don't already know because I'm dumb, obviously. Right. Like, no, there's warnings on the cart. (laughs) Like, I can read. Um, And also, Roland has totally jumped out of the bucket before with you and me at Target. So I know he can jump out of the bucket. So it's like, I, I made that decision. And as his parent, I'm allowed to endanger him however I see you know (laughs) like obviously not really but it's just one of those things where it's like I always have them in the bucket well but whatever (laughs) oh in the basket part yeah well I I don't know I have I have three kids too so it's like okay well one fits in the cart so the other two get in the bucket (laughs) yeah well that's also like the thing is you with three children people obviously are like she's a seasoned mother like she Obviously, the first one didn't me. die. So. Yeah. Versus me with one child, people, I think often, if they don't know me, think that, like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. And so I get the most unsolicited advice from absolute strangers versus people who know me know I'm the oldest of five. I have helped raise children my whole life. Yeah. And I'm not like some amateur. So. Right. But I just, this is the thing is offering unsolicited advice makes people have to bite their tongue to be kind to you because I can guarantee they don't want it. Okay. Yeah. If they would ask you if they had a question, if they entrusted your judgment enough to ask your opinion. So you doing that is just honestly unkind. It's uncalled for. And generally you are hurting someone's feelings because you're making them feel like they don't know what's best for their child or what they're doing. And unless someone's like, literally you can see them endangering their child to the point where their child's going to have harm come to them, like life or death. You don't really, that's not really your place. Yeah. So I remember when I had Eric, um, I would appreciate, and I, I usually tend to err on this as well. Um, just kind of say, if you say something like, Oh, you know what I did with my kids? But if you say it with the right heart and say, hey, you know what I did with my kids? 
And it gives you the opportunity to be like, oh, that's cool. But like you said, then you're just being like nice. But sometimes it's things that I hadn't thought of before. And I'd be like, oh, maybe I'll do that. But if it, I don't know, if it's just done in the right heart, if it's like you're just, you really think that that mom didn't, hadn't really thought of it before, but not, not like your way is better, you know? Yes. I think it depends on the person's heart who's receiving it as well. Yeah. Because for me, generally speaking, no matter what, I'm not going to accept it super well. Like I'll right. outwardly accept it, but I am like such a researcher Right. That anything you're trying to tell me that I'm doing is weird or whatever, I guarantee you I've spent hours researching that and know probably so much more about a subject <laughs> than you. True. For you, to, like for a stranger, to, I, and I'm talking about more intense things. I'm not talking about my child being in the bucket of the cart. I'm talking about like when I did baby led weaning or the fact that I wanted to have a home birth or this or that. Constantly, people would be like, "Well, you didn't die. We did this with you, and you didn't die." We did this right. with our kids and they didn't die. <laughs> and I'm like, cool. That's really good advice. Thanks. No okay, thanks. so I see this more of like, if you made a decision, I am going to do this. And then that person comes in and says, well, and then offers advice. So not like the yes. harmless, not like the harmless, like don't, don't feel like you have to walk on eggshells all the time around new moms. If they're, if you're having a, a good conversation with each other back and forth and you're like, oh, well, this is what I did with my kids. And you guys are having a pleasant conversation. That's different than if a yes. mom says, I have decided to do this. And then all of a sudden you want to interject. Well, I did it this way because it's better. <laughs> That's what I was referring to more. Honestly, I, I don't think I did a good job expressing that. Um, because generally speaking, people who are close to me won't offer little snippets of unsolicited advice. That's like random, unless they were sharing experiences, which is fine. You know, right. right I love right. hearing about other people's experiences, but okay. most of the unsolicited advice that I received had to do with like decisions that I made that were unconventional in a lot of people's opinions. And so they thought I was weird, which right. I don't care about big surprise, but I did care that they thought that I would like make these weird decisions just out of nowhere with no knowledge to back it. True. Yes. I hear what you're saying. And so that's, I guess what I was trying to say and, and I didn't really express it correctly. It, yeah. I guess it just bothered me when people would think I would just knowingly endanger the life of myself and my child by choosing to do things differently. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. no, Right. Because I'm doing something differently, I've spent countless hours learning about this subject. And people who, <laughs> generally speaking, people who do unconventional things know more about both sides than the people who don't because they have to be able to be almost on guard to show others that they can have their decisions be respected because there's science backing it. Right. You know? So, yeah, anyways, I, I don't want to a... hear another person give me a hard time about wanting to have a home birth because I'm yeah. just over it. Like, I can't share statistics anymore. I'm over it. Right. Yeah, I had a lady, she told me, but it was when Angela was a little older. Um, she was, I think, I want to say Angela was like six to nine months or something like that. And I had an amber necklace on her, which she still has that amber necklace on her to this day. Um, but I had a lady tell me, just randomly at a Denny's, um, come up to me and just say, I'm a, I'm a protective service. What, what are they? 
child protective service whatever person cps yeah so, yeah and she's like we don't recommend that you have that necklace on babies because i've seen so many cases of people of kids choking you know or um, strangling themselves on on necklaces and i'm like oh really so you have and i was kind when i responded but i was kind of ticked off in my head because i was like why would you come up to me and try to try to intimidate me with your title and then say um, that I need to take this amber necklace that I have done research on and the clasp is easily breakable. Everything's easily breakable on this thing. Like I would not intentionally put my baby in harm's way. And um, you don't know my sleep routine either if I take it off at night or whatever when I'm not watching her. Like you have no idea what I do. You just want to assume that I'm being I'm harming my baby. So you're being negligent. Yeah. Negligent. Yes, exactly. And I was like, so how many cases have you heard of with this specific amber necklace that babies are string? Oh, well, usually they're more dangly. And then I got to the root of the call. Oh, yeah. Usually it's like bead necklaces. I'm like, but this isn't mm. a bead necklace. This is an amber necklace that was specifically built for babies. Yeah, they're like knotted in between each bead yeah. and all this very specific And so I'm basically, I'm basically standing up for myself as a mom. She kept going. And I was like, well, thank you. And that's all I kept saying to her. Oh, well, thanks. I'll think about that. Thanks. I'll think about that. And then I left, you know, because it was just like, I'm not, I'm not dealing with your, and I'm not going to take off the necklace. So we'll just keep smiling and nodding at each other if you'd like, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so that's what's so hard is I don't know what people think that they're going to get out of that. You know right. what I mean? Like, are they just trying to make you feel bad about yourself? Well, she thought that she was informing me on something when it's like, like you said, it's like, why would you try, choose to try to inform somebody if you have no idea if they've researched it or what it is? So yeah. it's so weird because there's kids out there who are literally like not loved, abused, not fed, taking, not taken care of. And then the moms who are just like doing their best are the ones who get made to feel bad about themselves constantly yeah. um, it's crazy so yeah it's really, so I, he really crazy. I hear you on this point i hear you read the vibes of the room people <laughs> so. yeah right oh man anyways so, on so, to the next. next um do not brag about your own experiences so a mom doesn't want to hear about how your baby slept through the night on day one and all that good stuff yeah. Uh, this is so hard because continuously, like all of Roland's night, night, wow, all of Roland's life until like literally now, people are asking me, does he sleep through the night? Does he sleep through the night? I want to go ask people that about them. Do you sleep through the night? Do you sleep through the night? <laughs> because like, why do we care so much about that? Is it affecting them if I don't sleep? No. I already don't sleep, so you best believe I'm cranky, and you want to make me feel bad that I don't have a child who sleeps through the night? Excuse me, why don't you keep him for a night then? Right, <laughs> so, right, right. I am so over that question, and that's just a very specific question, but I don't like that. I don't like when people are like, well, your baby doesn't crawl yet. My baby crawled when it was one day old, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, did he? That's totally believable. And it's just I so love, weird. I love it when moms just think that their babies are like the best thing that ever happened to this planet. And it's like, I, I don't know. I don't get I don't get it. I was never that mom that thought 
my child was bragworthy because, yeah, he would do like really cool stuff. And I thought, oh, he's really smart. But then like the next moment he would he would do an average thing. And so it's not like I thought my kid was like the best thing. And I had to tell everyone, oh, my baby did this. My baby did that. I don't know. So I don't get where yeah. moms come come at that so, angle, you know? <laughs> it's so weird because I never want to make someone feel bad for being proud of their child. I'm so thankful parents are proud of their babies and love their babies and all that jazz. But I do not want to see like another Facebook post. I have the cutest baby in the world, the smartest <laughs> baby in the world. I'm like, what's your baby's IQ, lady? Because I bet you don't know. And also it's like, what's the point of that? It's yeah. like this like need for like competition and attention, in my opinion. Because if you're content with your child, you don't need to be posting about it. He's the smartest kid ever. She's the right. smartest baby ever. The most beautiful child. I hope you think your baby's smart. I hope you think your baby's beautiful. You are totally allowed to say, like, I love my beautiful child. I like, I love watching them learn. They're growing up to be so smart. I'm so thankful what they're learning. But I do not want to see any more of those specific words, the best, the cutest, the <laughs> smartest, because... Sorry to burst your bubble. I bet they're not. Yeah. <laughs> and and this is me speaking because I might think my kid's the cutest because I freaking made him. Is he the cutest in the world? Probably not. I'm realistic though. You know what I mean? Right. I think he's cute. I will tell him he's cute and beautiful and smart because I think he is. And I'm so thankful that I'm able to raise him to love himself in those ways. But I don't want to raise him to think you're the best at everything in the whole world. Right. I'm the best parent. You're the best kid. We're the best family. We are the best. Wrong. Like, yeah. you're not. <laughs> so stop making statements like that. <laughs> I love how you're like, you're not. <laughs> I'm sorry, but <laughs> truth be told, you're probably not. See, so. and I have, see, just the way that with ha how I talk. Um, sometimes I'll respond to people if my son does something funny on like my Instagram stories and they're like, oh my gosh, he's so cute. Sometimes I'll respond and be like, he's the best, you know, kind of like, that's just kind of a phrase that I well, say a lot. That's a phrase. And I, but, I, and I, I'm not talking about that, but yeah, because I say that to you too. Yeah, exactly. But situationally, it's like, if I went and visited a new mom and I just started bragging on my kid, you know, it's like, Why? why am I talking about my child right now? You know, so. No, exactly. And that's the thing. I think the other day you posted something about Eric and I even said like, he's the best. Right, right. I, that Like that was my exact response. Yeah. And I do think he's the best version of himself. I, like I love Eric, yeah. you know what I mean? But I'm not saying he is the best child ever exactly. known to the world. I, I hope you wouldn't and I, say that. <laughs> that would be extreme. And also, I will always, everybody's always going to like their own kids the most. Duh, we're human. Right, right. But I don't want you to come to my house <laughs> and say, that's so weird that your baby doesn't do this yet. My baby's the best baby in the whole world and the cutest. Look how cute my baby is. Look how right. smart. I'm like, okay, well, you can leave with your super smart baby. Yeah. And so I know yeah, I'm being like so harsh here, but ho like this is my podcast and I can be harsh. Yeah. And <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> I'm over it. I'm over it. And I don't care if like friends and family are listening to this and they're the ones who do it. 
well, I'm talking about you then. Yeah. Because you know who you are. Okay. So this I'm tired of it. My friends and family, this is Rachel's point. So I'm not talking about you. This is not Alexa. <laughs> this is Rachel's opinions only. And you can come at me all you want. But, um, no, but I hear you. It is yeah. kind of ridiculous. So I'm just being sassy because I'm just, I guess I just get worked up because it's like, there's one thing to like raise your child to be like confident and thoughtful and caring and kind and smart, but there's also another thing to raise them to think they're the best thing since sliced bread. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I don't need any more kids who think they're the best thing through who's sliced bread in the world. I went to high school with plenty of them and they're not that great. Okay. Right. So I think, teach them to I be think kind. also, <laughs> I think also you're so much more fresh to this, to this, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Like this topic, yeah. Or so these this topics? topic, you're you're so much fresher in this. Man, I want to try to say something else than fresher, but no, no. It's you know I what love I'm saying? that we have different perspectives because, like, I'm a I'm a newer mom. I'm raising Roland right now as like a one year old in 2019 versus right. you have three kids. Like you've done it. I'm sure it was slightly different when your kids were young because social media wasn't as prevalent then. So hey, how old I do like you think I am? <laughs> woman. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, when you first had Eric, so, I yeah. bet people weren't on Instagram so being like, I look think, how smart my kid is. No, and I think I had the same concerns that you did when I had Eric. But I think just having more kids, I'm on social media less or I block more people than I used to. Or I think I can just filter out people more the second and third yeah. time around, you know, and I think you will too. I think you'll kind of know, okay, this situation is going to take me here. So I'm not even going to look at that or I'm going to block that person or I'm going to, you know, and you start just controlling what you see so that you're not as like worked up about it anymore. Annoyed by it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So I know, and I totally feel you because I think I went through the same experiences with Eric, but again, that was like six years ago. So I'm kind of just yeah, I, I just like my own the little world now, you know. In perspective that we bring. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I guess I just want to make people aware because social media is so prevalent. Yeah. That like that doesn't make you look cool to do that. Like no right. one's like, "Oh, wow, you posted your kids the smartest. They must be." Right. Well, you wouldn't say that's my biggest pet peeve with Facebook and all that. It's you wouldn't say that stuff to my face most of the time. So, why are you saying it yeah. now? <laughs> yeah, or typing exactly. it out. I know we've talked about that before. So, yeah. yeah. Sorry I got on like that intense rabbit trail on that no. topic because that's not even directly related to when people come to your house. They don't usually say as much of that stuff. Sometimes they do. Um, mostly I notice that it's like older people, like grandparents, aunts, those types of people who say that stuff to me versus friends, right. thankfully. Right, right. Because when you're in the thick of it, I really think you're just more aware of how thoughtless it is to say that stuff. Right. I hear you. Um, so I don't know. I just – I these topics, I just want to bring people's attention to these so that they can think of it, you know? Oh, like, yeah. Like think before we speak because you can really actually be tearing people down without realizing it with your words and it's just not cool. Yeah. No, I think it's good. I think what you said was good. So do not judge, aka don't come and say things like, should his head still be shaped that way? Like a <laughs> cone? That looks kind of weird. Why do they have those spots? What? Why do they have hair there? 
Yeah, yeah. I think sometimes when, when people are making comments about stuff like that, maybe they're concerned and not as being, they're not being judgmental per se, they're just concerned, but sometimes the way they say it comes off very, very wrong. Yeah, it's also just like, I feel like if we're not kind with the way we say that stuff, you're making the parents like who already probably realized that stuff was kind of weird, right? <laughs> feel worse about it, right? And so now they're like, "Oh my goodness!" Like other people are noticing it. That is that so weird, right? A lot of babies have acne. A lot of babies, babies. <laughs> a lot of babies have that like cradle cap stuff, and you don't need to point it out. Like the parents have eyes; they can see it. And unless it's something that's, like, super weird, you've never seen it before, you think they need to, like, get the doctor to look at it, I feel like it's unnecessarily judgy if you say it wrong. And just make sure it actually needs to be said. (laughs) Right. Well, and when we had this down on the list, like, judging, I was thinking more so of just the way a new mom was doing something. So not per se, um, not baby per se, like what, what baby looks like or what baby is doing, but more so what mom is doing too. So if mom's doing things a certain way and then you're pointing things out like, oh, why are you nursing that way? Why are you nursing without a nursing bra? Or why, why do you have to do that? Why, you know, and judging just the way that a mom decides to do something, it's not helpful. It's not helpful at all. (laughs) Yeah. Also, I've heard people mention people talk about their appearances. A person who just has a baby should look like they just had a baby. Yes. They're not going to look like they popped out a baby and look normal. It took them nine months to grow that baby and to form that body to be able to carry that baby. Right. Expect them to look different. And it is not your place to comment on that. My word, if someone would have commented that to me, I probably would have burst to tears in their face and Luke would have sent them out. Yeah, you know, you're so emotional. Because that's insane. Yeah. Uh, not yeah. you. I, I mean, just, every mom is emotional at that, that time. No, I know what you meant. I know yeah. what you meant. But also me too. <laughs> um, but yeah, just any sort of judging, like Alexa said, like mentioning – how they're doing things, if you think it's weird or different. It's just unnecessary. Uh, yeah. Or if one more person says, oh, wow, you look tired. Oh, really? Do I look tired? Did I just push a baby out of my vagina? <laughs> I think that's the funniest thing ever is people are like, you look tired. And I'm like, yeah, I never sleep. I literally never sleep. So I don't know if you want me to look like I have concealer under my eyes every time I see you so that I don't have to hear that anymore. But just expect from here on out, I'm going to look tired. What are you supposed to say to that? It's just so funny. You know, and I think as women, we deal with other women being critical of us without even knowing it. I mean, not without us even knowing it, but without us even realizing that. So, Like, why are you looking at me and making a comment? Why? You know, and my husband actually just, I mean, I know this has nothing to do with new moms, but my husband actually went through a situation where someone said something like that to him. And usually men don't talk that way. And he kind of just realized like a light bulb went off in his brain and he was like, 
Oh, so that's how you feel when someone makes a comment about you looking aged or tired. You know, it's like, oh, like you have to deal with that all the time. And imagine just having a baby and people judging you on how you look, you know, <laughs> it's like. Yeah, it's, so. it's pretty ridiculous. Like the standard we're held at appearance wise. Right. It's insane. <laughs> like, unless you came over here to literally do my hair and make it for me, I don't want to hear you comment on my appearance. Or even how our house looks at that point, too. Like, if you're visiting us at the house, if you say that the house is messy, it's like, hmm, maybe you should clean that for me then because I'm busy. Yes. <laughs> That's you know? so funny. I, uh, yeah. I actually think it's hilarious that people even have the audacity to comment on people's houses and stuff like that. Because that makes me want to just pop in on their house on like a random Tuesday morning when they're not expecting it to see how ready their house is for me to come over. Right. <laughs> you know, like, I bet it won't be. Unless like you're one of those super awesome people who's able to keep stuff clean all the time, which is like really it's cool. Impossible. And I wish I was one of those people. But um, yeah, ju- basically, I know we're judgmental as humans, but work on keeping it to yourself especially in that situation where someone's so emotional, hormonal, and almost like fragile in a way. No, just don't. No comments. You should say, you look amazing. You look like you're doing such a good job. Look how beautiful your baby is. Can I wash your dishes? Like, I I do not want to hear anything other than wonderful things coming out of your mouth. Yeah, yeah. So we are going to switch gears in the next episode and talk about all the things you should do to help your new mom friend. I apologize if all my raging like freaked some of you guys out. It's just like when I feel passionate about a topic, man, I can like get into it. And so I'm sure there were some things that I've said that I might not have meant as intensely as I stated them. So just love me. Okay. But I just wanted to make you guys aware of all this stuff and obviously like we said before we come at this with like so much kindness um initially and just hope that we're able to advocate for some of you guys who can't advocate for yourselves yeah just like we were talking about this is all about helping a new mom and getting your heart right before you go visit her so those are just things that we've experienced whether it be we've experienced it a lot or a little but just these little things that kind of stuck out to us. So visiting a new mom can be intimidating, but if we go into it with the right intentions, we'll do a new mom good. Yeah. So we hope we didn't harsh your guys' mellow too much with this list, but don't worry. We will cheer you back up in the next list, hopefully, (laughs) (laughs) in the next episode, part two of How to Help a New Mom. All right, guys. Talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for listening. You can contact us at momsoutloudpodcast at gmail.com with questions, topic ideas, and collaboration. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Moms Out Loud. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe.